folks you do not need to check your calendar to know it is a victory monday the bills coming off a huge win over washington we're going to be talking with two people who are at the game tisha parker and of course warlock we'll be talking about the beatdown, the tailgate the fans in the crowd and what else from this weekend we got travis kelsey taylor swift talk and it feels like we haven't even celebrated victory monday yet and people are already on to the miami dolphins so with that said i think it's fair to say let's go Folks, welcome back to Trainwreck Tonight, sponsored by Outlet Liquor, your place to buy a case, your place to get peace vodka, your place to get any drink you want going down the stretch of the fall. Let's get our guests in here, two people that a lot of people want. They've been asking for him to get on here. We have one guest who runs a charity known as Rooted in Love, doing a lot of good for the local community. And then we have one man who is literally rooted in love with the Buffalo Bills with every fiber and every cell of his being. Let's get him in here. We're talking, of course, about Tisha Parker and my man, LaShondra man, Warlock. How are we doing today, folks? Back in the mix, Victory Monday. And you both were there uh, in, in the Washington, Maryland area. We were. We were. We saw each other very briefly, but we saw each other. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. I love Victory Monday. It's my favorite is, day. You got to <laughs> love Victory Monday. And I want to get right into it. I know we could talk about the whole journey as a whole. But I want to talk to you about the journey that Bills fans have been on. 14 days ago, we were sitting here. I mean, 13.9 days ago, sitting here with our head in our hands, 0-1. We had just lost to the New York Jets. And not just lost to the New York Jets, but lost to the New York Jets, who didn't have Aaron Rodgers for 99% of the game. So I want to talk to you both right now. I'm feeling it right now on Victory Monday. You know, what is going through your head as a Bills fan? Let's go, Tisha. And then Warlock, I'm ready to hear your symphony on, on Bills. But Tisha, start us up. I mean, I think, okay, we're coming off of a high. It's cool. We beat the Commanders. But turning our complete focus, I don't think Miami is going to be the easiest game to enter into. So I think 
maybe we should celebrate this for today, but tomorrow we really got to pivot. Yeah, and for me, I mean, going back to that Jets game, I was in the crowd. It was rough. That uh, walk-off punt return, all the Jets fans celebrating and talking trash to me as I leave the stadium, that was rough. <laughs> Week two, we bounced back and dominated the Raiders. We needed that one. And then mm -hmm. uh, coming off of yesterday's win, we go into Washington. I had a lot of Commanders fans talking trash to me. We go into Washington, we dominate, and now we're 2-1 getting ready for this class for first place against the Dolphins. So it's uh, good to be a Bills fan right now, get to play for first place. Big time 2021 vibes. Uh, yes, a sketchy week one that left us at 0-1 and, and then obviously two mm -hmm. dominant victories. So let's get into it. You both were obviously in the area, uh, or went to the game yesterday. You kind of headed up a tailgate. So tell me a little bit about that. And I want to hear about the weekend as a whole from both of you, because let's face it, like if you were a Bills fan, which planning to go for this weekend, it was a roller coaster of emotions. You're hearing last weekend, last all throughout last week tropical storm it could be a disaster it could be you know like an end-all storm and then it seemed like on Sunday things kind of evened out but talk to me Tisha about the weekend uh leading up did anything have to get scrambled around I know there were a lot of plans and events in place in the Washington yeah. area yeah this weekend was brutal to me <laughs> um you know I I own Rooted but I also own Vision Consulting so we do event planning um and partnering professional athletes with local charities so this weekend was all about presenting a really cool opportunity for Bills fans to meet legends, be able to be out and about and kind of um, cultivate, you know, things to do in DC. Um, I'm a transplant in DC from Buffalo. So it was really exciting for me to have so many people come down. Um, and I teamed up with fans of Buffalo and Poncho's Army to really kind of take on the weekend. So Friday night, um, I put together a whole event for Aaron Williams to bring back his tailgate show for one night only. So fans would be able to find him out around the national stadium in Navy Yard. Um, we closed. I'm glad, I'm glad the Aaron Williams tailgate show was only back for one day because that could have put train wreck out of business if that came back full time. So <laughs> thank you, AW, for, for only coming back for one night. I don't want any more competitors. I don't need any more, you know, opposition here. I don't need anyone to start a feud, but yeah. So I know, yeah, I know we were planning like crazy. I saw that round yeah. table. I think it was what Lee Evans, Eric Molds, uh, Eric yeah. Wood, Aaron Williams. I mean, geez, that just yeah. sounds like a Bills fans dream, obviously to be around, but then sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're on to Saturday. No, 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 no. So yeah. So Friday. Yeah. It was only one night only. Cause you know, I, it was only cause I couldn't book you that I had to get him. So pick my side there. <laughs> Um, but Saturday, yeah, uh, people were able to do a ton of museums, see the monuments um, with the tour. And then Saturday night, we had to pivot very quickly um, with the talk of the hurricane and tropical storm. Uh, the venue that we were supposed to be at, the bullpen, um, it kind of just, it was not going to happen. So we ended up linking up with Brighton down at the wharf, which was incredible. The views over the water. It was really, really cool. It's right next door to the Anthem. Um, and we were able to team up with Shout, um, that podcast with Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot, to come in, um, host a live Q&A with Eric Wood, Lee Evans. We had Eric Moulds. We did have um, Aaron Williams and London Fletcher stopped by. We had quite a number of people in the house. It was really, really incredible um, to see the dynamics of all of that. Um, had a great DJ, DJ Mojica. We also okay. were able to, yeah, we raised money for DC Central Kitchen. So that was really, really cool. Um, and it was 
incredible what we were able to do within under 24 hours. Like, honestly, I changed that in 18 hours. I drove <laughs> through the night, get back down here to find a venue. Um, nah, hey, never an easy task. The, now, I know never. you have familiarity <laughs> with that area. You lived there for a little while, right? Did that help you out? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I'll say this. This weekend um, was the busiest event weekend in all of D.C. It's uh, Congressional Black Caucus, but it also is homecoming weekend. And it's also um, Kappa and uh, sorority and fraternity weekend. So it was extremely hard to find a venue. I mean, <laughs> that was the only one that was not a hotel completely out of the way that had availability. So... <laughs> It, hey. it just it was hard but it was cool it turned out it turned out great you're talking to a guy who six weeks ago <laughs> went to detroit with no airbnb no hotel room <laughs> with, with it was a disaster decision and we paid for it, it was a disaster. now on the flip side of things warlock when did you get into town i got in saturday afternoon i flew in okay so you're there you're going through the crowd i'm assuming that based on all the fans i saw at the game that it was a pretty good bills mafia takeover the night before as far as you know the outings and everything like that now, Warlock, I know I'm not, you know, just flapping your wing, your wings here for you. Um, you know, were you how would you think of the crowd? Like, were you able to move? Because I know sometimes when those crowds get a little big, it's it's tough being being an A-lister moving through. <laughs> it's the A-lister. <laughs> uh, the crowd, the crowd was amazing. Um, on Saturday, um, I didn't get a chance to make it to the event that they had, but I saw like uh, photos and videos. It looked like it was an amazing time. I'm actually pissed that I didn't make it there so I'm, I'm sure they had a great time i wish i was there but i mean on sunday sunday was also a great experience um i got i got to the tailgate it it had mm -hmm. to be thousands of bills fans there you know i met you know i met tisha there said what's up to her um saw you know some of the some of the usual suspects that i see at the tailgate and you know it was it was bills fans everywhere i had people um, you know, hit me up, DM, DMing me, texting me. I had to give them directions so they can make it there as well. And it was, I mean, we we walked in that stadium pretty deep, man. And when we got inside it, I, I tell everybody, I think it had to be 70% Bills fans in that stadium, oh, man. Like, you, no, for every, real. <laughs> yeah, everywhere you looked, man, all you saw, all you saw was blue everywhere. You know, I think we, it we, was insane. we yeah, we took I mute, I mute monster myself, but yeah, you were seeing camera <laughs> angles and you were struggling yeah. to see that magenta, that, you know, that yellow, that white from the Washington Redskins. You were just seeing a whole sea of blue everywhere you looked. It was insane because, you know, we're like that tailgate was nuts. There had to be at least 4,000 people at it. I, I mean, it was incredible. Um, to see so many people <laughs> there. But my experience kind of was a little different because I went down to the tunnel um, to meet up with Eric Wood. And, you know, um, I ended up having Dion Dawkins family at the tailgate too. So we went down there to go talk to some of the players before the game. And they took us through a commander's tunnel. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was with the marching band. And there was the whole before the game, they were honoring veterans. I could not believe the booing. <laughs> I couldn't even believe like the amount of shoving and pointing. And we're all just walking through laughing. <laughs> so <laughs> we get all the way down. And of course, you know, the security's talking crap. By the end of the game, I ended up seeing the same people. And I'm like, wow, what a shame. <laughs> this went completely different for you. <laughs> 
Of course, not how they envisioned it all, obviously, no. uh, in a multitude of ways. Let's get to uh, the game then. So obviously, since we're both there in our time. By the way, anything you see at the tailgate yesterday that you, you've never seen before? Uh, me? Tisha no, looked I, like she had something. She's like, yeah, I probably should probably incriminate some. someone I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I a lot of the outfits I had not seen before, but I was very impressed. It was a very great thing. I wish we would have done more of a best dress list. Very much. <laughs> I wish yeah, that. I, I uh, bumped into, uh, I guess it was Touchdown Jesus. I don't know. I yeah. Don't picture was. Bill's yeah. Jesus. Like yeah, that. Yeah, Bill's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, I, met him, I met him for the first time, said I was pretty cool. And he looks just like Aaron Rodgers, too. It's like a yes. mixture of Aaron Rodgers and Jesus, I guess. Hey, that's really saying something considering how this season began. So uh, we'll get into it. But, uh, you know, I don't want to talk at length about the game. I mean, there's so many podcasts about it. But Warlock, I am anxious for your or eager to hear like your 45 to 60 seconds here. Obviously, it was 13 or no, 16 nothing going into the fourth. So it was a close game, you know, for most of it. And obviously, Washington was moving the ball in that first, second, and third quarter. Timely turnovers obviously undid most of anything they tried to do on offense. What was your overall thought in the game now that you're 24 hours out? Uh, I think the commander's defense did a solid job. I mean, we scored 37 points. Seven of them was on a defensive touchdown. But I think they we had uh, about, I believe we had four field goals, I believe, in that game. So, you know, even with the turnovers and the great field position we had sometimes, I think the defense was still, you know, stout at times. I think they slowed our offense down a, a, a little bit. So I'll give I'll give their defense credit there. But I did hear all week long how incredible that defensive line was with all those first rounders. I joke with my friends that I was told that that defensive line was like the Monstars from Space Jam and they were going to just dominate <laughs> us. And, you know, funny enough, they didn't touch Josh Allen. They didn't sack him. We sacked them nine times. So I was, you know, the offensive line did a great job. And that defense, man, oh, my goodness. Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano, mm -hmm. Tredavious White, that pass rush. I mean, it's 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 incredible. Like I didn't, I knew our defense would play well, but I didn't know they would dominate the way that they did. So I'm I'm big on the Bills' defense right now. Tisha, anything to add? I'm gonna second that. But I'll he's the he's the pro. I I'm gonna second everything you said. There you go. You got it. Seriously, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I thought that was very <laughs> right. well summarized. It was a great win. Mm -hmm. Did I feel like we won by 34 points? Truthfully, not really. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it felt a lot closer than that for the most part. And I think truthfully, Washington deserved a better score than that. With that said, I mean, going for the field goal at the end. I mean, <laughs> any anyone want to chime in on that? I mean, I we're do, not playing actually. we're not playing for style points here in the NFL. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah, let me right. get that one, please, because I thought that was pathetic. They kept their mm -hmm. starting quarterback in the game, Little Howie, I call him. They kept Little Howie in the game. Like, we <laughs> we were blasting him all game. He was sacked nine times. Like, at the end of the game, he damn near limped off the field, if you yeah. guys noticed that. So I said to myself, the head coach was more – you know, worried mm -hmm. about getting that zero off the board than he was his yeah. starting quarterback, you know, being able to play the following week. I thought that was really pathetic to keep him in the game just so they can get a field goal. It was cowardly, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get that up on the trunk, guys. Can we? Okay, perfect. I mean, yeah. Oh, we got, we got a typo. But justice for Lil Howie. Justice for Lil Howie, uh, courtesy of Warlock. But, hey, it's in the rear view now. The only thing I'm focusing on are two things. Obviously – 
everyone's very anxious to get to Miami week. I, I think there was a little overzealous excitement considering the way last year went against them, the two close games at home, and then obviously losing like the maniac of a game in Miami when we had to play with like 120 degree sideline. Uh, mm-hmm. With that said, you would be head in the sand in the ultimate way to have not noticed the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey connection finally blooming yesterday. I'll, I'll eat this one because I thought that he had no chance in hell. This guy seems like a dweeb as far as a personality, <laughs> but let's face it. You catch touchdowns. You got a clean cut. Look, you got a good podcast. Anything can happen folks. So with that said, Taylor Swift shows up yesterday. It was obscene. They were showing her after every touchdown. And by the way, this game got to 34, nothing. Travis Kelsey had like five or six catches for like 55 yards. So it's like, it wasn't like, you know, he was a revolutionary. He wasn't (laughs) earning his own album yesterday, but then of course he scores to make it 41, nothing. The clip of Taylor Swift has probably been seen 20 to 30 million times easily since then. Um, Are you guys worried that, you know, the chiefs kind of saw that this might be a tweener year for them. Their offense was struggling out the gate and all of a sudden they've got Taylor Swift in the mix now. Okay, I'm just going to say this. The Kelsey brothers are marketing geniuses because I'm sorry, this is definitely a marketing ploy. I do not believe it. There is no way. Did you see the video of them walking out? There was he no was physical affection. To, they, they were like they were like a middle school hand. couple that just told everyone they were dating. <laughs> like they weren't doing anything and physical, but they were walking next to each other just like, yep. You can just tell that, I mean, it's a marketing it's marketing genius. I mean, if it goes nothing further than that, I'm going to give it a couple weeks. I guarantee you it's marketing, though. And I applaud them because people are eating that crap up. But <laughs> there's no chemistry. And come on, he went from Kayla Nicole. Not, nothing against Taylor Swift, beautiful girl. But Kayla Nicole, <laughs> Taylor Swift, it's not even comparable I think we just need to bring back catching Kelsey, do a season two. This is a time for it. We're laying the groundwork. Okay. I don't do know you if mix, anybody remembers you, that. Tisha, do you mix ranch and ketchup? I, I don't do ranch at all, but do you, do you ever do that? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Just, just, <laughs> just going with that? Warlock, do you have any comment? I, my only thing I wrote in the notes and I was being honest about this, like, do we, does Matt Milano have to lock down? Like a Beyonce, like, does he have to seal Beyonce from Jay-Z to kind of send a message here? I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, Woodlock. Selena Gomez. Uh, In regards to uh, uh, Swift and uh, Kelsey, I mean, if it, if, if that is his girl, I mean, I think that's a hell of a catch right there. That might be one of, (laughs) that might be one of the best catches he's had in his illustrious career, you know? Credit. Yeah. I mean, that's what Belichick said today. Belichick and Warlock both had the same take on it. That says something. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. I didn't even know Belichick said that, but. He literally um, said it could be the best catch this morning. So, uh, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know who wrote that for him, but I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Is the, is the fact that Belichick actually said that Warlock like a sign that he's kind of lost his fastball? I think he has now that he's resorting to stuff mm-hmm. like that. I still can't believe he really said that. Is that real? He said that? Yeah, it came out today. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it's all over. That's... Yeah, it was all over today. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. People that's are saying crazy. Belichick's a Swifty. We'll have to see. Um, but hey, no more <laughs> focus. On, I'm sorry. We're not focusing on any cruel summer. It is Miami week. Uh, so with that said, Warlock, they put up 70. They won by 50. They're an underdog, plain and simple. That That's all I'm hearing. All, all I'm seeing is that the expectation is very similar to the last two times these teams played, which isn't surprising. 
The Bills are without their ultimate ace, Von Miller, which they're hoping to get back in a couple weeks. So um, you're hoping for a reinforcement there. I think that Miami on their side of the ball has a couple of injuries, right? They're going to, they might be without potentially Waddle uh, with the Penguin. They might be without uh, Phillips potentially. I know that both are at least day to day. Um, with that said, on a scale of one to 10, let's say a full throttle Miami is a 10. If Phillips and Waddle don't play Warlock, where do you go down to on the scale as far as worry about Miami? If a full throttle Miami is a 10 to you, where where do you go down to without Waddle and Phillips potentially? Well, I was actually in a Bills, I mean, Bills Dolphins space a couple okay. hours ago. And this I is had why we bring you in, this, the yeah, space creator. You know, you, you know, you know I'm, I'm all over the place. But um, I was speaking to Dolphins fans, and they told me that Jalen Phillips will – play they told me that he'll be okay it wasn't anything that serious and they told me that uh, in regards to waddle they rested him last week and he's going to be able to play this week as well so i think they know they need full hands on deck coming up to buffalo a place they haven't won in years and years going against who i think is the best team in the division who i think is the best team in the afc east while i'm in you know in the conference while i'm talking a little spicy but i mean still all in all they scored 70 points i don't know if i've ever seen a team score 70 points before and on top of that they had 726 yards of total offense which is an nfl record so that that is scary i'll admit it there so but on a on a scale of one to ten i'd say i'm probably at a I'm at a, I probably say a seven and a half. I, I give them, I give them the respect that they deserve. They're three and oh, this is a battle in the first place. They're a really good team, but still, I think we're the better team. And I think Josh Allen is our trump card in this game. Wow. Always good to have a card uh, in that regard. With that said, uh, Tisha, you saw the scores. You've been seeing these early weeks. You nervous at all Miami a little bit more than last year. Where do you rank on a one to 10? I'm, I like to stay smack dab in the middle. I don't have high expectations. I don't have low expectations, but I'm I'm interested to see how if the defense is going to consistently play how they played in the second half of yesterday's game um, for us. I'm interested to see what we're going to do when it comes to dealing with inconsistencies that we faced the last couple of times that we faced them. I'm you know I understand that they put up seventy points, but I don't think um, it's same. It's the same. You're not playing same type of team. So yeah, I, we're, not I, the, I don't think we're not. We're not the Denver Broncos, right? I, I, well, I type this out. I type this out. We are definitely not the Denver. Broncos. We're not Broncos country, unfortunately. <laughs> we're not at um, all. Miami. No, With I was that like, said, is never gonna happen over here. <laughs> yeah, you're not dropping seventy in Buffalo. If they drop seventy in Buffalo. I won't wear a shirt for a week. Right. <laughs> okay. Like literally. Okay. With that said, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you know, Oh, real quick. Warlock on the 70 last week, before we uh, kind of wrap it up on Miami here and, and shout us off here on trainer tonight, three ten. You, you see people, there was some non story. Cause, cause nobody big was reporting it from what I saw, but that like league league circles were saying Mike McDaniel was running up the score. Is, is this still even a thing in 2023? Like, what are we talking about here, folks? These, these gents are being paid, you know, four to $8,000 a play. Yeah. Don't talk to me about getting run up the score on or whatnot. Right. Are you in the same boat with me there, Warlock? Yeah, no. First of all, I mean, it's the defensive job to stop the offense, you know, so I don't want to hear this run up the score thing. Second of all, 
Like, they took Tua out the game. They were running the ball and still getting first downs, still getting touchdowns. It wasn't, you know, they put Mike White in the game. It wasn't like it was bombs away. So I think they kind of called the dogs off a little bit. They did. Bit. They were just running yeah, like right. exactly. traps or whatever. Yeah, if they, if, yeah. they, if, they want, if they wanted to, they could have set the damn points record for, you know, more, most points in the game. I yeah, yeah. So I think they called the dogs off. Never and say that Warlock doesn't give Miami their due, uh, but yeah, uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we going we going to kick really their ass. That record. My, my bad yeah. for cursing, but I mean, we <laughs> we we going to be we. I'm gonna give them their respect, but after we beat them, I don't want to hear nothing about Buffalo because y'all all y'all all, all want to crown Miami. Y'all want to you know y'all want to say they Super Bowl favorites and and they're gonna represent the AFC and two was the you mm-hmm. know favorite to win MVP. So when we smack them on Sunday. I don't want to hear I'm wrong when I say Buffalo's the best team in the AFC. Ooh. Okay. And I think it's very possible that the best team in the AFC is the best team in the NFL. Uh, Two things I just wanted to mention before we kind of wrap up Miami here. One, I think Jalen Waddell has this game circled for sure. Uh, If you remember, he kind of had a tough go of it in the playoff game. Warlock, if I'm remembering correctly, a couple drop deep balls, even though they were from Skylar Thompson. Uh, so, you know, if I'm a competitor, like he is obviously at that level, you know, this is a guy who's going to command eventually 20 to $25 million a year. Uh, if he isn't already, obviously. Uh, but if I'm him, I obviously have the game circle. So that's something that's an interesting thing to, you know, look forward to now that we have a full throttle Tredavious white bag. Now that we have Poyer and Hyde in the backfield there. And the other thing I tweeted this out a little bit more graphically yesterday, but McDermott's probably got like a little bit of a sicko tingle going against this Miami offense. Like, let's face it. I, I'm not being <laughs> cocky for him. I'm not being cocky for him. My, we, he lost to Miami in 2018 when Charles Clay couldn't catch a ball that was thrown right at him. He lost to, in, to Miami in 2022 when his sideline was 120 degrees. And truthfully, all things considered, Isaiah McKenzie made like a little bit of a mind blunder, like momentarily could have ran out of bounds, obviously. So that's okay. You know, we're not, we, again, everyone's their one eleventh. They all make up a team, but at the end of the day, besides those performances, there have been a lot of dominant performances against the dolphins uh, for Sean McDermott. So I think he's kind of looking forward to the fact that he's going against like such a hyped up squad. Like, again, like you said, uh, warlock one that a lot of people are saying could go to the super bowl. So I know this is way too early and I said, we shouldn't even be thinking about Miami yet. But before we sign off here on uh, TT310, why don't you both give me your way too early, I'm labeling it way too early prediction for this Sunday, Miami Bills. I'll start it off. I think McDermott puts him in a phone booth. One or two turnovers from Tua. Bills win 27-21. Ooh. Don't put me on the spot. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go 31-16, and it's going to be us. I love that score. Thank you. I think in this game, this is going to be the Josh Allen game. He owns the Dolphins. He's 9-2 against them. He has some of the best numbers in the NFL against the Dolphins, probably the best. I got Bills, 31. I got Dolphins, 21. I think we beat Ooh. him by I think we beat him by ten points and Josh okay. Allen has four touchdowns in this game. Okay. Yeah. So the big thing is you're both in the uh thirties and with a double digit win. So we'll see uh I think a lot of people if that happens, there's not gonna be any stop in the hype train. Best team in the AFC, best no. team in the <laughs> NFC, best team in the NFL, best team in the world. Let's go, Bills. Um so with that said, real quick, 
uh, on TT310. Shout out our sponsor, Out Liquor. Shout out Tisha Parker. Shout out LaShawn Germain for joining us here. Uh, Warlock6 and Mind of Tesha on Twitter. Make sure you're following along with all and the awesomeness that they got going on. You guys want to shout out anyone before we uh, sign off here? You know what? Shout out Bill's Mafia because you guys pivoted the, and I hope I can say this, pivoted the fuck out of this weekend. I know it was hard with the weather, but I mean, just showing up and packing all of these places. I actually, there's only one pizza spot down in the DMV that I eat at called Bad Pizza. And I went to order pizza last night and they were like, Bill's Mafia sold us out. It's a guy from Buffalo who moved down here. And it's the only pizza spot that tastes like home. And they were sold out of everything. He said, you know, you guys racked it out. So shout out to everybody here. Appreciate you for having me on. And all I got is a shout out to all the Bills fans that uh, made the trek. Uh, yesterday, we flooded that stadium. Like I said, it was probably 70% Bills fans. I, I loved it when we were on uh when we were on defense and Jordan Phillips was flipping his hands up, telling us to get loud and, you know, it was loud <laughs> as hell in that stadium due to the Bills fans. So shout out, you know, we were out there in the rain. It was raining on and off. Thank you for coming. And, you know, shout out to the Bills fans that couldn't make it as well. You know, some, mm-hmm. you know, some, uh, some, a lot of Bills fans saw me on TV and they was blowing my phone <laughs> up and we see you, we see you. So shout oh, out. Oh, that them. was, that was legitimately cinematic. I mean, it was after a big <laughs> Bills play and you were like in the foreground. It was like unbelievable. Absolutely. So shout out to all the Bills fans everywhere. And uh, I can't wait, can't wait to get up to Buffalo this weekend. We got a big game battle for first place. And also shout out to you, brother, for having us on. I appreciate you. Hey, seriously, I was looking forward to this lineup all week. And especially when the Bills notched a huge win at Washington yesterday. Shout out to you for following along. And um, yeah, shout out to uh, Bills fans for doing their thing. Uh, I will say um, real quick, uh, first off, shout out to our Crossing Swords podcast coming back this week on all our Sabres coverage. And yeah, there's great Sabres coverage out there left, right, and center. So you know we're going to be a little bit different. You know we're going to be outside the box. Keep an eye out for that. And I just wanted to shout out Bill's Mafia as well. Not because Tisha did it and she's full of great ideas, okay? <laughs> I want to shout us out because when I remember, you know, we were talking about 14 days ago, that that six days waiting for that Raiders game was, like, torturous. It was yeah. absolutely brutal. It was absolutely, like, if you go to 0-2, if you lose this game, and, yeah, they were nine-point favorites. I totally get it, but it started 7 nothing, And there was a lot of worry. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of back and forth and whatnot about that. So all I would say is if you were willing to be that stressed, that upset, that angry, that potentially disappointed about it all week, then make sure you're that easygoing. Make sure you're that happy. Make sure you're that passionate about it when you're walking through. Throw a go Bills when you're walking through whatever store you're going to the person next to you. Because right now, bottom line, it is a good time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. For myself, Maniac, for Tisha, for Warlock, this has been Trainwreck Tonight. Make sure you're following, obviously, on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. And for my co-hosts, make sure you go have a good night now.